Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually strive to slow things down for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And we're going to get right at it. Uh, we're going to welcome onto the program our good friend, independent pollster Scott Rasmussen. Uh, who not only helps the uh, Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics polls here in the state of Utah, but does a significant polling around the country. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining us. And man, did you set off a firestorm, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's always great when you write a column and you get people to respond. And it's even better when you get people angry at you from both the right and the left. And that's just what happened last week. Uh, I thought it was so fascinating. Uh, your your piece, which, uh, you know, which really seemed to, you know, to be pretty much in tune with what we talk about a lot on this uh, program, that uh, democracy and freedom weren't on the line uh, officially in this election. And uh, and you got some reaction to that, so much so that you did what you always do. You actually said, well, I wonder how everyone else feels about it. And you've actually done some fascinating polling uh, over the weekend uh, on this very thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's always important when you're a pollster to separate your own views from your polling work. And you look at what the what the American people think or what majorities of different segments of the population think, and then you can maintain your own views. So I went out and I found that uh, most voters, big majorities, agreed with some of the key assumptions in my column last week. Sixty nine percent agree that politicians aren't nearly as important as they think they are. And. 57%, 6 out of 10, share the view that the culture leads and the politicians lag behind. And uh, 76% recognize American society is not nearly as polarized as American politics. And Boyd, as you know, you know when you check these things, um, I looked. This, these weren't Republican views or Democratic views. These were shared across partisan and demographic lines. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm on a roll here. You know, these views are consistent with what I see. And and uh, they're consistent with a belief that almost all positive change in America begins outside of the political process. And, you know, that's the way it always works in America. Yeah, and that's the way it always should work in America. And we should uh, <laughs> we should remember that, that the, that the votes are, are critical and important. We have to be engaged in that process. And and 
We also need to make sure we keep it in perspective because I think uh, some in Washington, part of the the big industrial complex, uh, would love us to believe that to solve any big problem, we actually have to look to Washington to to figure it out, that Congress and the courts and the executive branch all have to, to weigh in in order to get a solution uh, but the reality is, is those things do happen close to home. It is community and culture that lead. And ultimately, the politicians follow or they at least try to run to get to the front of the parade. Well, that's right. And, and look, you know, I, I base this view on, on history. As you know, I'm a student of history and, and the struggles for independence and women's suffrage and civil rights, all of the great movements to help us move a little bit closer to living up to our founding ideals. They all began and grew and were nurtured in the popular culture. You know, they they rumbled along just beneath the surface and they gained strength long before they overcame the resistance of our political system. Um, And, you know, more recently, people our age are trying to figure out how to deal with this digital revolution. Well, you know, it's a a recognition that it was Bill Gates and Steve Jobs who've had a bigger impact on the world we live in today than all the recent presidents combined. So, so the way I look at the world is, yes, elections are important, but I'm not counting on Republicans or Democrats, red or blue, Trump or Biden, to save the day and fix the nation. That's that's not what they do. Um, but unfortunately, or I guess uh, not surprisingly, given the pushback I got last week, uh, not everybody agrees with me on this. Only 31 percent, one out of three voters share my belief that America will be okay no matter who wins next week. And I guess, actually, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I was afraid in the in the heat of this presidential election, the number might be uh, far lower. But 61 percent, 61 percent, solid majority say, no, nope. uh, you know, this is the fate of the nation is on the line November 3rd. And that comes from six out of 10 Democrats, six out of 10 Republicans and six out of 10 independents. Uh Boy, I respect their views, but I'm going to hang on to my own. Uh, and, and we count on that. Uh, and, and I want to go just uh, <laughs> in our uh, remaining couple of minutes here. If you're just joining us, Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster, joining us. Uh, and again, he had uh, two extraordinary columns uh, in the Deseret News. The first one on October 19th uh, that really challenged, uh, you know, just how critical the results of the election would be and how divided the country is. And then he followed that up with a great piece today uh, based on some of this polling you've done nationally. And I want to dig in, dig in just a little bit uh, deeper on, on one number that just jumped out to me, uh, and that is that polling that 76% of Americans recognize that we aren't nearly as divided or polarized uh, as the politics are in the country. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very encouraging sign, you know, and I think it comes because uh, of what we experience in our daily lives. You know, if you meet somebody on Twitter and all you know them as is a social media feed, it's easy to put them in the other camp. They're a bad person or they're a good person because of what they say in social media. Uh, But that's not the real world. Uh, We all know people. We all encounter people that we disagree with or maybe you know, sometimes strongly, sometimes less, but we find common ground with. We have hobbies together. We go to church together. We do other things. We work on community projects. And, you know, people begin to recognize there are ways to work together, um, you know, even with people who disagree politically, or, you know, maybe in a lot of circumstances, we don't even know their politics. And um, again, that's that's an important building block. We have to recognize that 
Uh, America is not led by the political leaders. It is led by a society that comes to grips with challenging issues and is always trying to move a little closer to our founding ideals. Yeah. In the final minute here, uh, Scott, because I know you've got some national TV you got to jump on to. Uh, what are the numbers that you're watching over these last seven days of the campaign that maybe no one is really talking about that you think might have an impact in terms of how this election ultimately comes out? Well, the numbers I see right now show that Joe Biden is ahead. He is favored to win, but it's close enough that you know something could change in the last eight days to shake that up. Uh, things that I'm watching, the first is mail-in votes. Um, you know, this is what's keeping me up at night. If, uh, if young voters who say they're for Joe Biden don't really get out and put their votes, their, their ballots in the mail at the rates that we're expecting, that could make the race a lot closer um, if they don't fill them out properly. This, this is the big question. Um, a lot of people are voting early. A lot of people are voting early in person. And we know that on Election Day, most of the voters who go to the polls that day will favor Donald Trump. So it could come down to who actually submits their their mail-in ballots and how well they do. Uh, that's something I'll be watching. And when Election Day arrives, first thing I'm going to watch is my new home state of Florida, because if Joe Biden can win Florida, the election is over. Um, if it looks like it's leaning towards Donald Trump, we may be in for a month-long recount. Wow. Fascinating. Great perspective, as always. Scott Rasmussen, Independent Pollster, thanks for joining us. Great articles. We'll post those on our Facebook page as well. They're also on Deseret.com. Scott, thanks for uh, squeezing us in today, and I'm sure we'll talk to you real soon coming down the home stretch. Look forward to it. All right. Again, that's uh, Independent Pollster Scott Rasmussen. Always appreciate his perspective. Really interesting. His eyes are on the state of Florida uh, as always, that's going to be a, a real critical space. I think also Wisconsin and uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania will play into that as well. Uh, but a lot to go, a lot to, to break down as we continue to move that on. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll break down the confirmation vote coming up today on Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court of the United States. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.